Today we're talking about maladaptive survival behaviors. And this is so vital to building a life because we developed survival behaviors that were necessary. They protected us, kept us safe, and gave us a sense of security in a dysfunctional relational environment, in an abusive relationship. These are things and behaviors that we came to rely on for safety. So there's, you know, it's like a child with their comfort stuffed animal or comfort blanket. Like no one wants to let go of it, okay? But as we're getting healthy and we're cutting off these negative, unhealthy relationships, we're developing healthy relationships and coping mechanisms. All of a sudden, we're going to be faced with situations where we're recognizing that these survival behaviors that once protected us are now maladaptive in a healthy environment. So yes, at one point they were necessary and we can be so grateful for the security that they offered us in a bad situation. But as we're growing and we're developing healthier relationships, we're going to start to see just how maladaptive they are. And a lot of times this will come up through an innocent question. So like my, um, this guy I'm talking to, right, just started and I've, I've been single for two and a half years. So I was like, I am so good. I've spent all this time working on myself and growing. Like I'm, I'm good. Okay. I've been in counseling. <laughs> I've been learning. I've been doing the work. Like, I feel like I've just grown so much. I'm so good. And we were having a conversation. He was like, I really feel like you doubt how much I like you. And I wanted to be like, well, I don't know how much you like me. Like he said it, but then it, then it, then it hit me. Like he's told me he really likes me, but I don't believe it. Okay. And in that moment, I knew it was a me problem, not a he problem. And so I was like, okay, listen, I'm, I'm going to take ownership. This is a hundred percent me, not you. Cause he was like, is there something I'm not doing? And I was like, oh, no breaks. <laughs> um, this is me. And so he used this really innocent question that indicated to me like, hey, Michaela, you have a maladaptive behavior here. And a lot of times that's how it comes up. Someone says something and you're like, have this moment where you're like, oh, this isn't a normal way to respond to this situation. Um, (laughs) And this is pointed out in a healthy dynamic. And so I took a couple days where I was like, okay, I'm going to kind of dig into this personally. And here's the other thing, like, I'm not going to become suddenly reliant on a man to tell me what I need. Okay. So I am still going to be like, Hey, this is a me issue. Let's table it. And then I'm going to go by myself and do the work because I'm not building myself in codependency on another person. I am doing the self work so that I grow healthier and build a life as a strong, independent individual who can relate to other people interdependently, not codependently. Okay, so this is very important. And so I took a couple days and I finally hit him up the other day and it was like, probably yesterday. I was like, hey, listen. So um, I figured it out. (laughs) And I was like, when I was with my ex, and this is another thing is I've been honest because there's really no point in trying to hide that there was damage done by my abusive relationship. Am I telling him everything? No, that would be foolish. We just started talking. However, I'm sharing enough that I'm being honest about the general dynamic. And so when I'm talking to him, I said, Hey, listen, when I was with my ex, uh, he would tell me that he loved me and that staying married to me was what he was supposed to do. Cause that's what God wanted him to do. But in the same breath, he might tell me in a myriad of different ways, how much he didn't like me. So he would insult me, put me down, list off all these things that I did that he didn't like and be like, Oh, but I love you. And I used to ask my ex and I would say, how on earth 
can you tell me that you love me when you don't even like me as a person? So like by that point in the marriage, I had become hyper aware of the fact that my ex did not like me. Like as a person, he did not like me. There was like nothing about me that he actually liked. And I I would ask him like, why, why do you say that you love me? How can you say that you love me? When you don't even like me, when you you don't like anything about me, when all you do is insult me. He was like, well, I'm your husband. That's what I'm supposed to do. It was awful. It was awful. That should never be the response. Okay, I'm going to say that now, what I didn't know then. And so I accepted kind of early on in my marriage that I wanted my husband because I wanted the relationship to work. And I thought that I had to stay in my marriage. And so I was convinced, like, I had to make it work. So I wanted a relationship with someone who did not like me, who I knew did not enjoy being with me, who I knew did not want to spend time with me. And the only way for me to survive that kind of dichotomy and that kind of heartbreak was to say to myself, I will just like him and care about him and want to be with him and he won't feel any of that toward me. And I will have to accept that I want to be with this person and spend time with this person who does not even like me, but says that he loves me. And that gave me the ability to survive a really unhealthy relationship. I was able to survive every awful comment he made because I had told myself I would just let it be enough that I wanted to be with him and that like I could do the work of a relationship by myself. Is that healthy? No. But did it help me survive in a toxic relationship I thought I couldn't leave? Yes. So I developed a habit of believing, and it didn't just come from him. You could go back to like my family of origin and see how they would put me down. Wouldn't like me if I didn't do what they wanted. Okay, but tell me that they love me. So I had a long history of people like being blatant in their insults about how much they didn't like me, but then turning around and saying, but I love you. And it's a really awful feeling. So I found a way to survive it. But now that I'm getting healthy, you know, this guy is essentially like, (sighs) you know, you would think that they would just call out if you didn't like them or say that you didn't like him enough. But really his concern was like, am I somehow not communicating to you how much I like you? And I was like, you know, he actually has told me that he really likes me. So why, why don't I believe him? Um, And that's how I knew it was a me problem. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, here's the deal. Like, I came to accept that me as a person am not the type of person that people like or want. I'm more the person that people put up with. People don't want to spend time with me. They put up with being with me. Like people don't actually like me, but they'll deal with me if they have to, like if they get stuck in a marriage with me or family with me. Do you understand? And that helped me survive Because I came to this really weird, depressing form of acceptance that helped me to stop hyper-focusing on something that I couldn't change, right? Couldn't change that my abuser didn't like me. Couldn't change that my family didn't want me. But it's extremely unhealthy in healthy dynamics. Because in healthy dynamics, people actually do like you. And they do want to spend time with you. But if you can't fathom that, it's going to be hard for you and the other person because they'll be treating you like they like you. And you're still going to be like but I don't think you like me. And they're going to be looking at like, like, what do you need? What do you need to believe it? And the truth is, is it probably wouldn't matter at this point what he had done to show me that he liked me. I would still doubt it because that became an internal belief system 
but like I said, it's kind of like sad and pathetic, but at one point it helped me survive. Just being able to accept my situation, accept the thing that I couldn't change and be like, okay, well, I'll just want to spend time with people that don't want to be with me. And like I said, (laughs) it's not a great survival behavior, but in a really bad situation, it was the acceptance that I needed to not get stuck in depression. But now I don't have to live that way anymore because I don't spend a lot of time with people that are awful to me and insult me and tell me how much they don't like me as a human being. Now I actually spend time with people that want to spend time with me and want to talk to me. And my cousin was like, yeah, I love talking to you and spending time with you. Like, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning as I go, you know? But there was a while where I, I couldn't even fathom that outcome because I spent so much time knowing how much the people in my life disliked me. And so it's a maladaptive survival behavior. At one point it helped me to survive, but now in a healthy relationship dynamic, it's unhealthy and I have to drop it. So like I acknowledged to him, hey, this is why I was having the issue. (laughs) Uh, So that's me. And now here's the funny thing is it doesn't just disappear. Okay, it doesn't. It doesn't just disappear. Um, I actually have to actively ignore this insecurity that I feel that he doesn't like me. And he has no idea, no idea how bad it is. Like how many times I will sit there and be like, he's just not that interested. He probably doesn't like me. He's probably way more interested in someone else because we're not exclusive. We're not dating, dating, we're, we're talking. It's early stages and I am so insecure. Um, and it's very uncomfortable for me. And every part of me wants to be like, yeah, he doesn't really like me. He's going to like someone else more. Um, I should just cut it off or like, just like get him to admit. And all of that is unhealthy, all of it. And I'm having to acknowledge that because a healthy response would be, you know what? We're just getting to know each other. We're talking and I'm having a great time. And I really enjoy spending time talking to him and spending time with him. And I don't know where this is going to go, but for now I'm enjoying it. And I hope he is interested in me and I hope I continue to be interested in him. And even if he does become interested in someone else, even if this does end, I'm still enjoying what I have right now. That would be the healthy response. Um, Not the response that I'm having right now where I'm like so insecure and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, total panic. And again, I'm recognizing these are maladaptive behaviors that may have served me well once, but they're not good anymore. So when I have these thoughts, I'm actively saying, listen, yeah, maybe he will lose interest. But right now we're still talking and he's still interested in me. I am not going to respond in a way where I tell him how he feels about me. Because that'd be ridiculous. Um, okay. And I'm not going to try to force him to reassure me to the nth degree when we just started talking of how he feels about me. So essentially I'm training myself to like not have the control in this situation, but trust that if it's a healthier relational dynamic, that if he starts to lose interest, he's going to tell me it'll be a normal conversation of like, Hey, this just isn't working for me. Or it could go well. And it could be like, Hey, I really like you. I really like you. Like, let's take this to the next step. But I can't go back to these maladaptive behaviors anymore because they don't work in the healthy life that I'm building. So I get to enjoy some of the unknown. I get to ignore that feeling if he doesn't like me because he hasn't given me any reason to actually think he doesn't like me. It's 100% my own insecurity. 
and I'm going to choose to enjoy the moment instead. And it's really, really hard, and I've struggled best so hard with this, but I am doing it. It is possible to break these habits and cycles of things that we use to comfort us. Because it would be really, really ridiculous in my life now to run back to a pacifier to give me a sense of security just because I needed it at one point. I don't need that sense of security anymore because this man could tell me that he's not that interested in me and it's not going to devalue me at all. I'm not the same insecure woman that I was when I met my ex and I'm not young and naive and thinking that all of my value depends on a man. If this man said he wasn't that interested in me anymore, I'd be like, oh, this man just isn't that interested in me anymore. It doesn't say anything about me as a person. It's just he's not that interested. But until he actually indicates that, I am not going to sit here and run to like a very pessimistic viewpoint as a safety blanket. And it's hard, but it's worth it. And I'm going to keep doing it. And another thing came up where I might have um, (sighs) cut myself with a butter knife. And it's really, really embarrassing, but I did it hardcore like it went in about a quarter of an inch sideways I was cutting soft cheese I still don't truly understand how it happened um but this guy I'm talking to and my cousin were like why don't you go see if you need stitches and I was like I'll be fine I'll be fine um I wasn't recognizing that I was maladaptively handling the situation I eventually did go get checked and the ER doctor was not helpful at all but that's a whole another story for another time um What happened was this, is that I forgot how much my ex used to shame me for going to the doctor and telling me that it was a waste of our money and that if I had to go to the doctor instead of God just immediately healing me, it meant that I didn't have any faith. And if he prayed for me and God didn't heal me, then that was this like extra sign that I had no faith because God would heal other people that he prayed for. So the problem was definitely me. And I forgot that there would be a sense of shame surrounding me when it came to going to the doctor for anything. And it's usually something I have to consciously break through and say like, no, I'm going to ignore this feeling of shame and I'm going to go to the doctor because it's good for me. Let's see, at the time when I was with my ex, um, it like helped me survive the relationship, shutting that down and not going to the doctor. It saved me a lot of problems, but at the same time, I have no idea what the long-term effects on my health will be. So it it was a survival behavior. That's now maladaptive. And I'm going to keep coming across these. And in your journey, you are going to find them. And you're going to be like, are you serious right now? I really have all of these. Yes. Yep. And it's okay. Because like I said, it's this really cool part of our inner selves that develops something to help us survive one situation. And you're strong enough now and in a good enough place building your life to look at those behaviors, look at those things that were once used for survival or comfort and just say, I don't need that anymore. And it's not a bad thing because it's a sign that you're growing. It's a sign that we're making progress and moving forward. It doesn't mean it's like, oh, I'm so broken. No, it just means you're recognizing like, wow, I didn't even realize I was using this to survive, but I did. So that's cool that I was able to adapt that way, but now I'm adapting now to a healthy environment. And because I've been choosier and pickier about the people I've allowed into this environment, um, I can start using healthy behaviors. I don't need all of these defense mechanisms against unhealthy and toxic people. I can use those for strangers that I don't wanna let in my inner circle. I can use like lots of good, healthy, strong boundaries. But because the people in my circle, I'm now, you know, expecting them to be healthier, kinder people, 
I'm not going to need these maladaptive survival behaviors anymore. And then it becomes a reason to celebrate, and it feels pretty freaking amazing, if I'm being honest. And this is our journey. And this is how we're building a life through all of the hard things, through all of the struggle. We are building a life that we can enjoy and feel really, really freaking proud of. And so I am proud of you, and I am rooting for you, and I believe that you can do it. Until next time.